What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Water Cooler Entertainment. I am Vinny Z. I am joined by the opera singing intern Joe. What's going on, intern Joe? Oh, that was not an invitation for you to sing. That was not an invitation for you to sing. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing today? And, of course, I am joined by my man, Pat. What's going on, Pat? The new intern. I'm excited for episode two. You were not the new intern. <laughs> Dude, I am, I am forever the Joe intern. Joe is forever the intern. He's forever intern. Awesome. Yes. Joe, and it through chronologically through the show, was an intern. Then he was promoted because I got two new interns. And then they got fired. So I now think Joe... in that same episode, I was an intern. I was an intern, not an intern, then an intern again. And then I think I went below an intern for a second. You got promoted and demoted in the same in the day. Same That's day. impressive. <laughs> that is, you must have to be trying to do yeah, that. Seriously. So if he's still the intern, it's the story of my life with my best cut. buddy, Ben. Um, who gets shows gets cut. cut. Yeah. Uh, it actually goes to my dog. <laughs> Keeping an escrow account for him when he turns uh, 18. Yeah. We'll <laughs> be able to get it. Oh, man. So, let's dive into some stuff this week. Um, I'm excited. There's some a lot of, a lot of stuff we kind of talked about last week uh, coming to life a little bit here. Um, so, we can talk about some... Uh, I know uh, Pat was talking last week about comfort shows. Joe is super excited to talk about this one. Oh, my God. It's the best. It's um, so good. I've never seen this show at all. Um, I'll allow you to 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 inform the people. Yeah. Well, oh first off, Vinny, do yourself a favor and get on that. <laughs> Great, there's ten seasons. Yeah. Yep, there's a lot to catch up on. Uh, so let me inform Pat of my Joe. Do you want to inform Pat of my rule? He watches nothing past five seasons, and it is the aneurysm of my life that he keeps on saying that. <laughs> Well, split it up. Five seasons here, five seasons there. You got two shows. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. See, Ben, it's not five seasons. It's just a two-parter that's five seasons each. (laughs) And what show are we talking about, might you ask, since we haven't mentioned the name yet? (laughs) This show is Leonard Kenny. So this is a personal favorite of mine for comfort shows because I've probably watched it about three, four times. And by the way, side note, that's my requirement for a comfort show. Is you, have to, you have to watch through it a few times because the biggest qualifier for a comfort show, you can watch through it, you have it on as background noise, and you don't need to pay attention. Because <laughs> you know what happens. Exactly. Exactly. I could quote it in my sleep. <laughs> but my favorite yeah. thing about this show, so it's based in Canada, and I know a lot of you are probably like, oh, Canada. Trust me, it's a, it's a I love that our audience's opinion, according to Pat of Canada, is. Uh, I'm just going to make an assumption. Yeah, I'm assuming. I think we have all... a couple listeners in Canada. <laughs> really? So now <laughs> Pat's going to quickly. Why do I feel the same way? <laughs> Pat's backpedaling. <laughs> I'm sure we feel the same way about our own hometown. <laughs> but it's got a real small town feel. It's uh, you kind of see the different cliques. You got the uh, you got the jocks, the the drug addicts. And, oh, Jesus, the druggies. Yeah, and, like, the rednecks. Kind of like around here, we got a lot of fake-ass rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're... Where I'm at, the you Mason got a Dixon. lot of real rednecks. <laughs> like, Joe is more of a redneck than these people, and he's lived in Texas for all of two months. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most accurate uh, statement. Right. Oh, my goodness. Dude, 
I honestly, the thing I love most about Letter Kenny is like it's like line delivery. Yeah, you know, exactly. you just have like you have each character like it's like it's like they're in a circle just chatting, going down the line. Exactly, you know, it's like monotone, like in King of the like... Hill where you have them in the line <laughs> drinking beer. It's like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's just, just and then they just they just dogs. feed off of each other. So one person finishes a sentence, and then someone else like immediately starts a new sentence that like uh, either agrees, contradicts, or like emphasizes or adds on to. And it's just it's just hilarious. It, like the line delivery is like the best I've seen in like a comedy like sitcom type deal. Yeah. Yeah, and like, Ever. I, know, <laughs> and like, I know I'm maybe exaggerating a bit, but it's really good, nice, and precise. Yeah, exactly. And it's all these different characters, and they just, like, their mm. personalities and everything just work so well together. It's like yeah. you have you have guys like, uh, you have Barry, Squirrely Dan, and, um, and Wayne. And uh, you get someone in there like, I don't know, uh, Rold or Stuart. <laughs> Yeah. Who, who's who's the guy that's in, who's the head of the drug addicts? I forget his name. Oh, uh, Stewart. 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 Oh my God, he makes like his life is like is like a Shakespearean like he he's all poetic with yeah. his life sometimes, and I'm just like, and we all went to dude. high school with a guy like that. Yeah, like you look at his face and he just looks like someone who was walking the halls of Upper Darby. Oh, she's right. <laughs> But uh, my favorite is definitely like the sister and uh, oh yeah, Katie Cat, the big, oh um, yeah, those two. Love her. I like. Yeah, the, she's great. She's like, oh, she, she's she's definitely a nice like foil to her brother sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like she's definitely has that. Like sometimes she's like, she's just like, this is a stupid plan, you know. And he's like, yes, I do, but I gotta do it anyway. <laughs> it's just like. It really is. Oh my god! I wish I know Vinny is uh, has a nice rule. We're uh, more of a family show here, so I'm not going to quote anything. <sighs> but the chirping back and forth between what Riley Jonesy and Shorzy is all time television. <laughs> Anybody out there? Because again, family show. <laughs> none of that. None of that is family friendly. So please do yourself a favor and watch that on your own time. So I don't want to be beaten by Vinny for swearing <laughs> on this uh, program. <laughs> Children, please get permission. From your parents to watch Leonard Kenny. Exactly. It's on Hulu. And another thing too, before we uh, before we stop making this a Letter Kenny podcast. Speaking <laughs> of Shorzy, Riley, and Jonesy, Shorzy is actually getting his own spinoff show this year. Jeez. So it's going to follow him on a uh, on another hockey team, which should be fun. I, uh-huh. I'm just so into like I don't know if it's going to be more of a uh, origin story for him or kind of like. Just a uh, proper spinoff kind of from the series already. Yeah. But, oh, my goodness, I am so excited for it. And he finally and shows it. his face. <laughs> and, uh, what is it? The the seasons are pretty short, right? Yeah, relatively. I'd say they're probably, like, nine, ten episodes at a time. Like see, see, Vin, see it's not, it's it's not ten seasons. It's five seasons of a normal show. You got this, man. You got this. I might have to dive into it. But speaking of older shows that I'm actually gonna that I would dive into, um, uh-huh. Flashpoint. I know nothing about this other than I think I seen a TikTok of like a scene from the show, and like it was like wildly like deep, yeah. and I was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, I was like, the only Flashpoint I know is the DC Flashpoint. No. so you're gonna have to go into detail. With no, this show. it's very uh, it's. Like more like uh, 
police type of, of a police type show from what I've seen. I did start watching the first episode. I uh, got about a minute in and then I had to stop just because, uh-huh. yeah, I had to stop. But um, I will say that, mm-hmm. like, it's, so it starts off with a guy holding somebody at gunpoint, like, mm-hmm. freaking out, losing their mind, and then does one of them old, like, I'm a big fan of these, and they jump back, like, two, say, two, two hours before, like, two hours ago. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of stuff like that, so so that's kind of how the show opens up, and that's all I've seen so far. Um, there was too much going on when I was trying to watch it, and I couldn't, like, dive in, and I'm, you know, I think we've talked about this before, I'm the type of person, when I'm watching a show, I need to, I need to uh, be 100%, di- like, attentive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But so I, I'm definitely interested in checking that out. I know, speaking of shows that we dove into, or diving into, I know me and uh, Pat, um, Saturday? Saturday, Friday, 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 Friday. yeah, it was yeah. Friday. A long weekend. <laughs> it was a long weekend. We uh, started watching Bel Air. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's that one? That's on Apple Peacock. TV? Peacock. That was a whole discussion Friday night on what streaming yeah, that service that is. We, we spent more time looking for it than actually watching it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I actually started watching a little bit more of it last night with Sam and the... Is it... Is it free or is it it's part free. of the subscription? It's uh, it's I think Peacock is a free. Well, no, it, Peacock's it's free, but it has a subscription service where it hides some things behind. Right? Oh, I that I don't know. One then of the originals would be uh, that I'm not sure about. Um, here's my uh, 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 my opinion of it. At least um, we watched maybe I I so far now finished half of the first episode, I believe. Um, the the it just some of it man, me and Pat right away had the same like um we had the same opinion obviously it's supposed to be Philly based Will Smith based but yeah. so much of the Philly stuff is yeah. like forced yeah uh-huh. I felt like a lot of the the slang and not like I mean don't get me wrong like my complaint isn't like what they're saying it's just like they're trying so hard to have like that Philly accent and the Philly slang it's just like if you don't have it you don't got it it's like you, 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 it's something you can't force. Um, like they were just oh. forcing and like it was like almost an SNL skit well, where they're trying to do a Delco accent and it, they just butcher it. Yeah, like and it was so like I get it, you're Philly based and like we're like the the idea of the show is supposed to be Philly based and like we're a very prideful city, but like yeah. they were having cheese steaks. Like it was like o- overdone of like Philly. Like within it the was first 10 minutes. yeah, like within the first ten minutes, it was literally like oh, just in case you don't know. <laughs> Philadelphia, <laughs> and I'm like, we we, we uh, were like, we get it, like yeah. it, that was my that was one of my big com- complaints, and it it wasn't like it didn't ruin the show. It just definitely kind of like altered the mood because you're trying to like and watch a show, and it it just yeah. was really hard due to the the nature of the show, like Philly being forced. Um, yeah, and that's not to say I don't like the show either. Like, I really like the uh, the direction they're going with it. It's not like kind of this cutesy family show like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air was, which don't get me wrong, that's one of the best shows ever. But this, like, they're from, kind of getting the origin story yeah. of Will in Philly. You know, you're not just getting the background of him through like the kind of little hints at it during this year, like yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but you're actually seeing it outside of just uh, yeah. the intro. It it definitely has a. I don't want to say I'm not. 
like from what I've seen, it's definitely not more, more mature, but it definitely has a darker tone than is definitely to me has going to have more of a serious tone with like you're saying, Joe. Yeah, because like because like for someone like me who's like watched you know Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which actually won go to sitcom, so go the goat. Uh, it definitely has a bunch of serious moments that you know you learn from and. You know, it does it through a nice comedic aspect. So, definitely this show, like, having a darker tone, eh, you know. My uh, only com- other complaint that I had, um, and this killed me, yeah. killed me, because, speaking of Fresh Prince, one of the most iconic characters in that whole entire series was Uncle Phil. Yeah. They did not do him justice. From I've only seen a few minutes of him, so my opinion may change as I do dive into the whole series. But, like, he just had more of, like, a, I don't know. I just didn't like the character that they were, like, like he was portrayed almost as, like, in my opinion. Like, he got, like, a lot of, like, he was giving off, like, evil energy. And that wasn't Uncle Phil. Like, yeah. and. Like, it, like antagonist? Yeah, Antag- yeah. He got a lot of, like, like, in my opinion, I got antagonist vibes from him. And in my opinion, like, that's not Uncle Phil. You know what I mean? Like, Uncle Phil was supposed to be, like, the, you know, the dad Will never had, you know? Well, the thing is, is like, in writing, though, like, Uncle Phil in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he was somewhat of a foil to Will's childish and, like, you know, nature. And, like, Phil, Uncle Phil was more of the grow up, be responsible. So he was a foil. So sometimes, sometimes people... Foils seem antagonistic, so maybe as they were writing this, they were trying to keep that foil aspect, but he, they maybe took it a bit too far. Yeah, and again, I didn't watch enough of it to get like a, a him in particular, but like so well, the tone. No, I, I I agree. Like just from the trailers I saw, I felt Uncle Phil was a bit, you know, uh, it, what's the word? Um, it, like it's very. Evil. That's like that's like the tone. Like not, I got a very evil tone from it. Like not evil, but like very. I want. It's very negative feel I get from them. But yeah, I agree. I and agree. That, that's what I got like from the jump. And I was like, I don't like this because like I was excited to see Uncle Phil. Like obviously, mm. I and that that was one of the most like crucial characters to that whole series. So yeah, <laughs> I I completely agree. I agree. Um. Now we can move on uh, from that to something that uh, I think Joe's a little bit more familiar with here. Um, yeah. Some Spider-Man and Batman conversations, Joseph. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, past few weeks, so I went and saw the Batman. And then before that, I saw Spider-Man. So, we're going to go in order of how I saw them. So, I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I've been trying to get Vinny to watch it because he... Won't see any Spider-Man besides Tony McGuire as Spider-Man, so he won't watch any other Spider-Mans. So we got to... Tobey Maguire is the only Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I honestly think they they did all the Spider-Mans justice in this film. Like, it was it was great. Like, I remember sitting there, and like, Andrew Garfield, which is like the Spider-Man people like, like the least, you know, people didn't like his films, his films bombed. I was sitting there... I swear, his people screamed more when he popped on the TV 
on the film screen than even when Tommy Maguire came up. Because, like, everyone was expecting Tommy Maguire, but, like, Andrew Garfield had this whole thing where he was denying it until the end. And I just loved how happy everyone was that he was there. Yeah, who's Spider-Man? Who is Spider-Man to you? Toby Maguire is Spider-Man. Oh, but I will God. say, also, under, underrated Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. He got no love for the Amazing Spider-Man, and I yeah. will not stand for it. I'm it not a big... A solid, uh, it was a solid Spider-Man movie. No, yeah, and... And, yeah, it's just, yeah, it was great to see how happy people were that Andrew Garfield's back. But, yeah, no, they did him great. Like, there was great conversations between the three Spider-Man. They went off each other really well, and they worked great as a team. It was awesome. And one of the things I did really like was that, you know, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, he had this that moment that, like, Andrew Garfield and Toby had where he had that great power comes great responsibility moment. I'm not going to spoil what happens in that moment, but it was a very big moment in the film. I've got to bring up. It was, it was great. It was between him and another character, and it was awesome. And I was happy that he finally had that because, like, he didn't have that yet, and it was nice. But um, see, the reason why I have big reason I haven't seen these just to kind of before we jump into Batman, yeah, goes back into our conversations of uh of the past. Um, personally, I'm not a big fan of going to see a movie in a movie theater. Cost is high. Your experience can be ruined so easily by somebody else um oh yeah i i've had that a few times yeah. so we're not gonna get into that we've been there done that on the show multiple times um different day oh, yeah. we can have this conversation yeah. with pat and get his take on it but we can oh, go yeah. ahead and move forward um i'm interested in your thoughts on batman um i've heard a i've heard a lot of different things about this so i'm kind of curious since you've seen it you are big into spider-man or uh, batman i should say um yeah so i'm definitely interested to get your take on this movie yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I want to say that, but definitely one thing, last thing on Spider Man. I want to say William Defoe is Green Goblin in this. He does it so well. Like it's he, he, he is such a phenomenal actor, and I just wanted to add that in last minute. Um, but yeah, moving on. Oh sure, um, yeah, I wasn't I, rushing you by any means. I uh, I thought you were transitioning to the Batman, so I wanted to. Oh yeah. No, yeah, no, no, no worries. It's, it's all good. Um, but yeah, no, the villains are done great, and William Defoe was phenomenal. I just wanted to add that. But uh, yeah, with Batman, um, I think this is honestly the best Batman. Like, you guys gotta go watch it. Like, I know Vin, if you want to wait until it comes out on HBO Max or something, that's fine. But honestly, I think this is the best Batman. I think it blows the Nolan films out of the water. Um, it does such a young. Batman so well like he shows his inexperience like it's not like with the Nolan ones where it's like oh yeah he's badass no like in this film he does he he messes up like he does some errors he looks like he's just starting this and it's great seeing him and some of the villains in it like like one person brought up in an interview before the film came out that this is a villain origin story and the penguin Catwoman and Falcone, they are done phenomenal, guys. They really are. Um I seem uh, I, I do really Joe, like Joe, are you in a villain are, are you in a villain mood today? He's really given he's given villains a lot of love. Joe yeah, is giving the villains it, love. Yeah. And the main yeah, now dude, dude, I'm a good villain, man. I love villains. Uh but you know, um the Riddler, who's the main focus in this film, he's done great. I don't really like how he turns out near the end. 
I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, he definitely feels like the riddler for the most part with his tendencies. Like, like my favorite. So here's a riddle for you guys. Okay. So are we being quizzed? I can be what? Are we being quizzed? Is this a test? Is this going on my permanent record? Because I didn't study. Um, (laughs) uh, So, um, yeah, you guys are going to be tested. Uh, so took notes. <laughs> the riddle is, um, I can be, ah, oh, shoot, hold on, damn, we're going to bring this back up near the end, I'm going to look it up, and I will test you guys at the end, we'll do this as a nice little thing, but, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, see what else we got in store, guys, aren't we going to promote something? Yeah, while we're at it, we got to promote a certain Facebook group. Um, guys, if you are enjoying the show, you're enjoying the conversation, you want to be a part of the conversation during the week, um, you should join our Facebook group, Water Cooler Entertainment Podcast Discussion Group. Um, we have a lot of fun in there. Um, as we are now kind of getting our wheels back on the ground and spinning, there's going to be a lot of fun things that we are going to have uh, on there. That's where we ran our Go to Sitcoms tournament was through that group. Um, that's kind of the place you want to be if you want to partake in our conversation. Something we're going to end the show with um, today. We're going to discuss kind of what we're going to be going forward with that. That is also going to take place in the Facebook group. So, with that being said, make sure if you want to join the conversation, you're enjoying the show. Water Cooler Entertainment Podcast Discussion Group. We appreciate the support more than you know. But we can now that we've uh, kind of talked about the group a little bit, we can talk about um, some some things that I know. I know Pat is ready and in ready and roaring to have this conversation. Um, first, we'll get the the easy quick one out of the way. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of sports here. Um, so MLB officially ended the lockout. Um, Thank God. And they're starting on time, right? No, they're starting on April 7th now. What's it normally? I thought it was supposed to be the end of the month, from what I remember. But, oh, yeah, yeah, because the first two series are still, I think, done. They're playing a full 162-game season still. Yeah, because I think Manfred mentioned that... Um, the only thing they changed is there's no spring training games now. You're right. Yeah, there's no spring training games. Um, we're starting a little bit later now. I th- but you know what? I do think they have the full season. Yeah, it is 100. I knew that. They didn't get rid of any games. They're playing that god-awfully long season that I find highly unnecessary. Yeah, 162 games to figure out who bought the best team is absolutely absurd. <laughs> and that is a said best. <laughs> who bought the best team is a good... I mean, seriously. <laughs> like, did you see that fire sale before the lockout? <laughs> Oh my god, guys are getting money left and right, and they're still arguing about money. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I think the the biggest thing to come out of this after the fact, which I mean, I guess people expected, but with you know the whole thing with owners and players, it kind of got lost until the end. There, there's a lot of rule changes too. Um, some I like, some I don't. I'm gonna start with the big one for me is uh, the no more seven inning double headers. I think. Nine games is long for one game, obviously. You're talking about Especially 18 innings. 18 innings in one day. And that's mm-hmm. one thing if they kept the rule with, you know, starting extra innings with, you know, the guy on second. Could you imagine if one of them games goes to extra innings? Right? <laughs> we get we get extra innings on a doubleheader. 
You know how long that's going to be? <laughs> I think we talked about this last week. I just think the game itself should go down to seven innings. Yeah. Have guys like Jake DeGrom, like, on the hill for he can he can go seven on uh, uh, on any given day exactly like that's what I want to watch I want to watch the best of the best yeah. give me the best and of the I best. don't want to watch a guy pitch at his absolute best only to get either pulled or he gives up you know a bad run at the end and they lose he, he, like Degrom they yeah. literally he could be so his mm-hmm. win loss percentage but what happens is if you don't have a good bullpen we've watched it with the Phillies for how many yeah. years now oh my god countless. And you put a ba- you put a bad pitcher, and we watched. Are we watched our bullpen two years ago? Walk in the game winning run. Yeah, you're a major league baseball player. You're getting paid more than more than the average person, even a like below average bullpen pitcher is getting more than the average person by far. Oh, absolutely. And oh my god. And the rule that really bothers me is, like I said, the no more guy on second to start extra innings. I get that it, in a sense of, like, you don't start off right away. But honestly, man, you get into, like, the 11th, 12th inning, it, it's going too long. Like, <laughs> like, 99% yeah. of games, and I mean, like, if it's not a series-clinching game, a playoff-clinching game, or a World Series Game 7, as a fan, I'm not staying or re- probably even watching past the 11th inning. No, it's it's too Absolutely long. It's it, like the games are three hours as is. I'm not tacking on another hour because we saw the pitching duel going into the fifteenth inning. <laughs> well, the That's best so part the best part is mine and Sam's first date. We went to a Phillies game yeah. and we left in like the eleventh inning. Oh we were like, God. dude, this is brutal. Like, you want to go it home? Really <laughs> I'm sobered up because I can't drink anymore. <laughs> I'm getting tired because I don't exactly. want to be here. I think. Uh, uh, oh, and they cut off. We got a friend after a certain point. That- Loves baseball to death, right? Ben, you know who I'm talking about. Pat, you know who I'm talking about. And don't ever, like, say this to him, but, uh, because he'll never let me live it down. But, uh, I, like, I really like baseball, you know? And I, I kind of like, like, I agree with you guys how long it is, and, like, that can definitely get draining. But, uh, you know, it's 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 like a sport I really love. Maybe it's more like because I I like I love baseball movies and how they focus on characters and stuff like that. But you know, I I definitely agree that we should probably do some changes and stuff like that to make the game more. What's the word? Intriguing and like more watchable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're losing a lot of people's like interest. You know. But, I don't know, I, I definitely think, like, baseball is definitely that sport that, like, you think of when you think of, like, America and stuff like that, you know? Um, my biggest problem is with this is, like, in baseball, we talked about this, uh, so I don't want to go too much longer with this. Last week we talked about this, but every sport has changed over the years. For instance, we talked about this the other night, Pat. Football's no longer a three yards in a cloud of dust football game. Like, that's what football used to be. It was a run-heavy league. I'd hand the ball to my running back. Three yards. All right, three yards. Fans got tired of watching that. They wanted to see high-paced. want to watch freak athletes do freak athlete things. That's what you watch sports for. 
I can go if I want to go watch three yards in a cloud of dust. I can go to a youth football field. I coach youth football. We coach this youth football. We, we watch three yards in a cloud of dust. These guys are capable of so much more. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. If I wanted to watch that, I go watch that. And that's the problem with the MLB and, and baseball in general. It's every other sport has adapted to the new generation and the way the game and just the athletes themselves are changing in baseball. It's like they don't do anything to accommodate those changes. You got too many purists. In there, I think that are just, they're stuck in their ways. They don't want anything to change. And a lot of those guys are the owners. I mean, a lot of fans too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, that yeah. flipping being a controversy is absolutely insanity to me. You like you just hit a walk off home run. In the I game don't want seven. somebody flip. I want you to chuck that into the. St- I want it to go farther than the ball did. Like <laughs> that's an absolutely absurd thing to get upset about. And then you, and then you throw at the guy the next time he's up at the up at. Up at bat, that's insane. Pitch better, pitch better. <laughs> don't leave that fastball hanging yeah, over the plate. Pitcher. Yeah, don't leave, don't leave him a curveball on O two count hanging belt high. <laughs> you deserve <laughs> to get rocked. He's gonna pull that four hundred feet. But no, I definitely uh, could couldn't agree more as far as just like the like I don't know. I just feel like baseball could be so because like you just talked about the bat flipping like. I'm trying to figure out how I say this without saying what I wanted to say because that would not be a you know family friendly show, but like baseball is such a sport where like you do something like like it's a uh, cool I can say this it's such a like flex on somebody sport because it's such a it doesn't get much more one on one than baseball it's pitcher versus hitter that's it so like you're talking crap and you come up and you smoke him and you send the ball to the stands like you just like. That's me and you. You threw me yeah. your best pitch, and I just took it to the. Exactly. You I'm gonna like flex. Yeah, like, ugh, like that's that's and hype. I, and now the pitcher's pissed off yeah. because oh, it was disrespectful. It goes against the unwritten rules. Guess what? It's not in the rule book for a reason. Yeah, and grow up but and pitch back. I'd love to see instead of like that. Like now you like have this pitcher come back right now. Now yeah. you're now I'm sitting you down. Like yeah. you're not. <laughs> Oh my god, and it's just like, there's a lot of these pitchers too become absolute, it's like the wide receiver deal that you see in the NFL. It's like, dude, just shut up and pitch better. Like, guys like, I mean, Bauer, legal trouble aside, I think he is just, oh my god, a loser, an absolute stooge. <laughs> and then, the last thing they changed, and this again, in my opinion, I think me and you differ a little bit on opinions here on this one, um... Is they changed? They got, uh, made the designated hitter universal. I get it on the fact that you want more offense. You don't want why, why watch a pitcher hit. The only reason why I was such a fan of the DH or not having a DH. Baseball was such a as well as it's like a mental game. So now, like as a if you're with your pitcher hitting, it's a two run game in the seventh inning. Your pitcher's coming up. You got a man on second, and your pitcher's on fire. You have to make a decision. You got the ground coming up to the plate. Do I really want to pull him? Do I want to sacrifice his pitching to get a pinch To get a hit and maybe I get a hit and maybe I don't. Like that's what I loved about it. It was such a like a it was such a game of chess. Like and and I know that's like kind of something like Joe could relate with there as far as like that aspect brings such a game of chess to it where you have to make sure you're making the right decisions. Yeah. I think if they really got it wrong in the sense that they just got rid of a pitcher hitting altogether, it seems like. I mean, which I, I mean, I agree with Vinny. Like with the, it's a strategy. Like, what are you going to do with your pitcher there? But also, I think what they really could have done is at least make it optional before the game. Like, it's not like, you know, pitch hitter, you're going to throw a guy in like mid-game and then have the guy keep pitching. It's just, 
Yeah, you see who, you, who you're up against. You see who the pitcher is, what your pitcher can do at the plate. And you have the option of adding a DH in there. And it, you don't have to risk pulling the guy out, but you also get that other offensive weapon, which I think adds to the strategy instead of just completely eliminating Well, somebody offense. brought up this point, which I think is a really good point. Coming off your bench, how many good, real good hitters do you have? Right. You know you have a couple, maybe two, three. But somebody brought up a good point. Once you pull your starter, it should pull that DH, and you should need to put in a new DH with. That makes sense. With the new pitcher. Because now you have to say, man, do I really want, like, yeah. you got, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Ortiz was a. Oh, yeah, he was a career. <laughs> yeah, like, so, yeah, so, like, now you're like, man, if I pull my pitcher here, because he's struggling a little bit, do I try to get one more inning in? Because Ortiz is hitting next right. inning. You know what I mean? Like, that aspect now makes it. I always appreciated that aspect of baseball. Um, I'm curious to yeah. see if they do alter that a little bit. Um, moving on a little bit more sports talk here. Uh, Joe, when I tell you... Oh, Jesus. When I tell you, Joe, that the Broncos traded the city. <laughs> Joe, the Broncos might as well have given Seattle the keys to the city. Really? Joe, the overpayment here for an aging quarterback is wild. Now, we all might be looking silly because they could be a contender this year, and then you sound like an idiot. But, <laughs> but man, it's been an absolutely wild start to free agency here. All right, all right, so obviously the big news to start the week was, granted, it came on the same day as the Rodgers news, so it kind of got overshadowed overshadowed a little bit, but I think this news is so much bigger. The Broncos uh-huh. trade for Russell Wilson. Now, you can imagine what a guy like that's going to command, right? You're kind of, uh, you're putting all your chips into that basket of you expect this guy to be able to stay at his elite level, and he's going to lead your team. Broncos, don't get me wrong, middle of the pack team before him, uh-huh. they're absolutely a playoff contender now. I, there's still some holes, but there, I I want to say this on the day of our Lord, March 13th, 2022. Why is the, the Broncos in that loaded AFC West are going to the playoffs this coming season. I want to have that on the record. But they sold the, the farm. Joe, did you write that down? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I need you to write that down. Okay, okay. Listen to this call that they get. So, the Seahawks, to get rid of Wilson, they got rid of a fourth-round pick. Now, the Broncos, the team who was desperate for a quarterback because that is a roster ready-made for a playoff run, they get rid of Drew Locke, quarterback. They weren't using him anyway. Yeah, and he's a bridge guy somewhere else at best, which I can see Seattle kind of going into that mode of a rebuild and kind of getting a bridge guy this year, working into the draft next year, not giving up everything. Because, well, they have nothing else to give up for anybody else. So, Joe, listen to this. They give up Drew Locke, the tight end Noah Font, who I think is going to be a stud in that offense. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a good tight end. Guy. Yeah. Uh, D-line Shelby Harris. I know the Seahawks, they need a lot of help on defense. You know, it's not 2012. There's no more Legion to boom. They got uh-huh. Bobby Wagner. He's got a nice smile, too. Yes, he Sh- does. Shelby Harris got a nice smile. Absolutely. Sorry, his picture pops up when you go over his name in the uh, show notes. And so I can help. He's I mean, got a nice smile. 
again, I mean, the, the Seahawks, they get a bunch of help now with draft picks. They're going to shore up that uh, that defense. I, I think it's very deep at uh, edge rusher and uh, and secondary, mainly corner. I think they might go after uh, Derek Stingley. They got a pretty high pick this year, and I yeah. think he's very underrated. Especially he's, he's going to shore up that. So uh, what do the Seahawks have as their original pick? Pick? I won't say they had not number nine. I well, they got the nine... Yeah, they got from, from this from the Broncos. Yeah, so they have they got they as well as the players they got two first round picks, the number nine overall this year and a twenty twenty three for next year. Two second round picks, um, in twenty twenty two, which is this year's draft, the fortieth overall. So they get the ninth overall and fortieth overall this year, and then as well another second rounder next year. And then they got a this year they got another fifth round pick. So what's that? A total of five picks. Um, two of okay, them being. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not Mr. Sports guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a simple country man, but that seems like a lot of picks. It is. That is. That's 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 a lot, and that's where like I get nervous if they overpaid. Um, the ninth overall is a big deal, and that fortieth overall, that's high enough up in the second round that like you're getting, you could get a first round talent still. Um. Uh-huh. And then you also gave up a first rounder next year and second rounder next year, so like that kills your chances of like. So theoretically, you think for the next two years you're not bringing in any superstar players because it's very rare superstars fall to third outside of the first two rounds. Yes, there's your anomalies that happen all the time. Uh, you yeah, know, like one or two people you, people you think aren't good. But Brady got picked time. late. You know, Wilson got picked late. Mahomes got picked late ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, so it does happen. But but, so yeah. This is like the, uh, this isn't the quarterback draft class to uh, really put your chips into a guy unless you got a uh, really good roster. Why are they around. putting this much into this one guy? Um. So like Pat was saying, this team is a potential playoff contender. Uh huh. Um. Uh-huh. They just don't have a good quarterback. Because did they? They did not make the playoffs this year. No, they did not. But they were off to a good start. I mean, yeah, I, that's I'm what it was. They were undefeated, injuries, weren't they, for a while? Yeah, I think uh, their run really ended when the Eagles just absolutely ran them out of the road stadium. <laughs> yeah, they they were pretty solid. So they're not a bad team. They have a lot of pieces. Um, just you know, in the NFL, this is a quarterback-driven league. Yeah. Um, if you don't have an elite quarterback, and Russell Wilson was an MVP caliber quarterback almost his whole career. Yeah. Um, so it does make sense. And, like, if you're in the Broncos situation mm-hmm. um, where you're in a win-now mentality, like your players are hitting their prime, like these draft picks don't matter as much. Like, so, like, just to give you a little bit more in depth, so, like, the Sixers, uh, to translate over to basketball, when we traded for James Harden, we gave um, – two first rounders up for him but the Sixers don't care those first round picks are not going to have high value to them anything outside the lottery is really kind of just a crapshoot especially in the NBA so to them like those picks don't have value when you're competing for a championship because Mm -hmm. the better you are the worse that pick is so like the way the Broncos are thinking is next year's first and second round picks are going to be crap anyway that's their hope at least so give them up to bring this guy in um but it is a lot um I'm curious to see how he does in a new city. Uh, I'm curious to see. I know Pat was kind of talking about this a little bit. Seattle finally commit to a rebuild. I think they have to at this point. I mean, unless the the only player I can see them going after at this point, just with how much ammo they have and assets with draft picks and uh, and cap 
uh, space. Deshaun Watson, I mean, after, you know, everything got cleared up in the legal system with him, whatever your opinion is, he's uh, he's a superstar quarterback. And mm-hmm. they, they have the not the pieces to make him want to come there, but they have the capital to make it, to make it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially considering, you know, he goes from Houston, which is, for a quarterback of that caliber, it's such a worse situation than Seattle. I can see him waving a no-trade clause to go there, especially because I think a lot of teams are going to be a little timid to go after him. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of having Drew Locke and being a bridge quarterback, hoping, you know, the, uh, the picks from the Broncos next year really pan out for him. Yeah. They can go after, you know, a Bryce Young in the draft. But if they really want to make a, you know, some noise this year, uh-huh. I think they go with Deshaun because they're, they're going to get a young core on their defense. Their O-line isn't the best. That's always been an issue for uh, for Watson. Not Watson. Sorry. Uh, Russell Wilson. I think Watson being younger, he can kind of uh, he can make up for that. I mean, he had to do it in Houston. Like, we... We saw the last few years while that he, when he was playing that he was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league along with Wilson. So I think he, he's used to it. Um, I think with all their uh, their draft capital they still have in free agency, because you got a lot of guys that are available, like Ben Jones at center. you got Toronto Armstead at tackle. You sign one of them, and then you, you sell the farm for Watson. I think that's an option, but I really don't see them doing that. they got a lot of picks. I think they want to opt. Uh, they want to bring in their new core, kind of like uh, Legion of Boom, uh, Russell Wilson coming in as a rookie. I think that's the route they're going to go, but honestly, Lockett, Font, DK, and add Deshaun Watson to that, you're looking at a very scary Seattle team, an underrated scary Seattle yes, team. Yes, I agree. But that NFC, that NFC West is just a tough yeah. it's a tough division. Exactly. I mean, you the Cardinals. That's a big reason why I don't see them kind of – going after Deshaun just because they're not uh, like you know when you think of the Eagles wanting to go after him or you know Wilson we're not a team that's gonna get in one player and make a run not we're in a different situation it's not our division it's our roster then I mean you you got the uh, the Niners Cardinals and Rams I don't Rams coming off a Super Bowl win yeah I, I just don't see this right now being the time for them to go all in to make a run this year so they might go Watson but I would expect them to uh, build. Well, it really depends on um, something we can talk about here. Is like, what would it take to get Watson? Like, what do you think a team should give up for Watson? Personally, I think it's going to be. I would say minimum two first rounders. It might be three, which is a big reason why I don't think the Eagles do it. We have a lot of capital, but we have a lot more holes to fill. But it's, it's going to mirror that Wilson trade, if not more, considering he's much younger and. He got a year break while still you know, training. Yeah, that's why I'm curious to see. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch him play. Whatever your opinions are on him and what could have ha- what allegedly took place. Yeah, he's an excellent quarterback, and I think any team gets immediately better with him on the roster and on the field. That I could definitely agree with. Um, I I think he warrants definitely at least a first round pick. Um, if not. If not, whether it's a mix of current and future first rounders, that's what I'm guessing. Um, a, a team is going to have to take over that whole contract. I mean, he doesn't want to play for the Texans. He's not going to do the team trades that they trade to any favors. Yeah, and that they're going to take on that that massive contract. 
which yeah. is why a team like the Eagles or Seattle, I would imagine, would be a good fit. But he also has to wait for the trade clause, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious. Um, I'd like to see what the Eagles do. They need to definitely add a receiver. Uh, I personally don't want a receiver under six foot. Like, I want a big body. Like, no, uh, not Nelson Aguilar. I did not say that. Right. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Like, I'm, like I'm thinking like an Allen Robinson. DK, if he wants out, I can see him sticking around. And he's going to be tough to get. You saw him a rookie deal, and he's an elite receiver. Yeah. So, I mean, and they have the money to pay him now, so he really has no other reason. I mean, depending on what they do, you know, going forward from here with everything, you know, all the assets they have, we'll see how he feels. But that would be a good target. Um, I mean, Amari or Devontae would have been great, but, I mean, they're already re-signed and traded. So, we'll see. I mean, there's some good uh, – There's a, it's a deep wide receiver class. I wouldn't say it's on the level of the talent at the very top of last year's draft between, like, Waddle and Smith. But, you know, it's it's good. There's veterans out there. I think that's what the Eagles really need is a veteran presence in that receiver room and in general. And I think body. our defense needs to get younger faster than our res- yes. offense does. But I think we, we still need that veteran presence but a guy who can still play, which is why, like, you know, a guy like Bobby Wagner would love to have him on that Eagles defense. I just wouldn't overpay for him. Exactly, yeah. He, he has been in the league for, you know, a decade plus. Like a uh, veteran minimum would be nice. Right, <laughs> which would be great. But I, don't, I also don't see it happening. He is a, he's still at the top of his game. He'll still dem- demand yeah. bigger money, which I get it. I just don't want to – that defense, I really, really believe it needs to get younger. Absolutely. Fast. Espe- like, especially at the edge, we need linebacker depth. We need um, we need younger DBs. I mean, Slay's not going to be around forever. Steven Nelson, I don't know if he'll be back. Yeah, but, like, that's the – like, our, yeah. I said this. I think our only player is Sweat, under 26. Exactly. Or, Barnett's sorry. gone. I, there's another guy coming out of Florida State, and his name is completely lost on me. I know the Eagles are looking at him. Uh, I mean, this is an incredibly deep, at like, star talent potential uh, edge rusher draft. Like, I mean, we're not going to get these two. I mean, Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, they're probably going to go top five, but which is really big for us when our biggest need is now the biggest asset in this draft. Yeah. Between linebacker. It kind of worked similar to last yeah. year where we needed receivers. Exactly. There was a There was literally four or five top, like. Exactly. We really couldn't. I'm so happy we got Devontae. That's what I wanted. But you really couldn't go wrong with a lot of those guys. No, I think all of them panned out. Yeah, because now between those top two guys, who I I really don't see them not being elite edge rushers, or at least making a, an, an instant impact on whatever team is lucky enough to draft them. Um, I mean, you still got guys like David Ojabo from Michigan who played alongside Ian yeah. uh, Hutchinson. So he got a t- he got a lot of experience because, you know, you got a guy like Hutchinson where you've got to put your focus on him as an offense. You got uh, Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. At least, I mean, I'm not going to compare him right away to Parsons, but he, he's a sideline to sideline guy. And then you got Nicobe Dean out of Georgia, who's just an absolute stud. Yeah. And then you got your interior guys like like Jordan Davis. I don't know what to talk about that. that yeah. That's frightening. Yeah, that's a massive human being. <laughs> and an elite athlete. It's like, that's like Big Joe running at you at... <laughs> taking only four, like... Oh, that that literally, that would be scary. <laughs> I would be dead. Well, um, let's see, uh, you know... Well, Vinny has seen me chase him down a couple of times, and even though he can outrun me, he does still look scared. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, I, I could trip and fall. That's what's scary. But this will lead <laughs> me into another thing with these teams trying to get 
the guy at quarterback when they're they're a ready-made team, but there's nothing left. Give it up for my man Carson Wentz. <laughs> All reliable. He'll, he'll carry you to, you know, a 500 season. But, you know, he goes from the Philadelphia Eagles, which were at the end of the 2020 season, uh, it's a definition of a dumpster fire. Uh, I don't want to mince words. Though. That was an absolute joke for franchise by the, <laughs> the end of that season. I think they turned it around. But he gets traded for a first-round pick. I think we got, a, what, another second-rounder? Or a th- no, it was a third-rounder and a conditional second, which turned into the first because they were stupid enough to let him keep playing. <laughs> well, they're on a playoff run. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> he, he is now on another team. The newly named. In many years. The newly named Washington Commanders. Now, my biggest now, concern, which has been the concern of everybody in Philly, besides his mentality, he's injury prone. And now he's going to be playing eight games a year at FedEx Field, which is like walking in a landmine. <laughs> like you're, every five yards, there's a potential for an injury there. He's going to be a broken man by the bye week. That field is dangerous. What did they get? They got a, a third rounder, which can become a second. So now he went from a conditional second <laughs> so round. Could be first. Now he's now he's now it could possibly be a second round pick. It, but again, it's probably going to be the third. Let's That's so honest. comical. <laughs> Let's be honest. That man is. It's such a roller coaster ride watching him play, and it's just like, you, every play needs to be a touchdown, and every play needs to be a life or death situation for him. <laughs> And which was like his great, his greatness was some of the best quarterback play I've seen in my life. But goddamn, dude, some of those those bad moments is just like, how's so this bad. guy ever been allowed to step on? It's the so field? crazy how he literally can be look like for three games he'll look like an MVP caliber quarterback. Two games later, and our luck too. You know, one of the two divisional games against Washington this year, he's going to look like an all-world quarterback. Yes, he's he he's going to light us up. He'll look like a superstar, yeah. and then it's typical Carson. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, you know, I do wish him the best. So I always I had a soft spot in my heart for Carson because I do think this franchise oh, yeah, uh, dropped the ball with him. I've said it on this show before. Yeah, I think you know. Um, Joe remembers that rant. Yeah, I remember that rant. The injury ruined him. I really do think so. I think that Super Bowl run did. And don't get me wrong, I think he was, uh, he acted kind of like a child through that whole thing with, uh, you know, reports coming out now, him and uh, Baron Scrolls confronting each other because Carson was like, you know, they're not doing this without me here. Like, it doesn't feel right that they're winning without me. It's like, which, you're not wrong, but you're supposed to be the leader of that team. And that's just not a guy you want in your locker room, honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, immediately after that year, everything was in a downward spiral. Like, we basically sold our soul to the devil to get that one Super Bowl win. And then everything just immediately falls apart. And you know what? If you asked me if I could take it back, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a bit of it back. That Super Bowl is worth every (laughs) every bit of it. (laughs) It really was. Um, But moving on from football, I'm going to talk a little bit to. intern joe here about some video game stuff because i know intern joe <laughs> has dabbled in a little bit of uh the wwe 2k games yeah yeah a little bit yeah mine are still the raw versus smackdown but yeah so the new thing this year they changed up a good bit of is so it's now more of like a uh more of like a i want to say a mortal combat type 
um, game. Not like that uh, mm-hmm. aspect of it, but like it's more of so like it's not two D. It's not like a two D. No, no, no. It's it's more the controls um, okay. and like the okay. fighting okay. gameplay. So like for instance, now to do moves like there's combos. Like if you press like square square X square. It'll do something different oh, than if you press like square square X okay. X. Um, okay. So it, it's definitely interesting. I played it a little bit. The big thing uh-huh. coming out of this though is something that people have wanted a lot since the SmackDown vs. Raw games is the GM mode yeah. they used to have. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. They now brought GM mode back. Uh, just gonna go quickly through some pros and cons. Some of the pros, um, you do. It's pretty. It is pretty cool. You do draft your own shows and you compete peed against other shows. Um, it is, mm-hmm. like, financially based, though, so, like, you have to make sure you have the money to acquire mm-hmm. these superstars. You draft, I don't know, remember the exact amount of money, but you draft, and whoever you draft within that time frame, mm-hmm. with that money, mm-hmm. you have permanently. Unless they don't want to be on your show anymore, you release them. Um, okay. Oh, so they can't, so, so it's not that you just release them, a player can be unsatisfied and leave you. Yeah, they'll ask for more money, and you have to pay them more money. You have to give them like a little bonus. Yeah. Um, happened to okay. me with Finn Balor, crybaby. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so then if you don't give them the, you can choose not to give them the bonus and they can leave. Yeah, that, that happened to Finn Balor. He didn't want my money, or he wanted more money, and I said, "No, stop being a baby," and he left. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, so that okay. is pretty cool. Um, but you then also can sign free agents. Some and it's like week to week base, like so you can sign somebody for five weeks. Some of them you can sign permanently as well. Um, if their contract does end, you can choose to extend them or release them. Um, the other cool thing you could do is like for really cheap, you can sign like unknown talents. Like they're custom made like superstars. I'm assuming it's people who work for 2K that they like made superstars out of. Um, yeah. Yeah. and you can essentially turn them into their own, like you can eventually like, it's like, there's a card you can use, um, and you can turn them into like a, a permanent superstar in the show. Oh, okay. That seems very interesting. That was pretty. Yeah, I thought nice. that was really cool. Um, some yeah, of the no, yeah, it could definitely give more of a um, simulator of how that how like real life GM would. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of. Fun. I I had a lot of fun with it. Um, the cons though that I found pretty frustrating. Um, it's limited to fifty weeks. Uh. Um, and then after that you have to restart. Like you can't. It's not like just unlimited till you want to be done with it. Which kind of sucks in my opinion. Um, yeah. as well, uh, there's only two titles, only a men's and women's, no tag team, no mid card, no nothing like that. Um, really? yeah, I thought that was kind of s- silly. And then, uh, the commissioner goals can get annoying if you're like trying to work on something and like they yeah. base your like, I don't know. I just hate like the ranking of like, you can't book things like how you want them to. Cause it's so like, yeah. it's fighting styles. You want to mix certain styles with certain styles to make like a more yeah. exciting match, which I think is stupid. And then, like, uh, so that, that that gets annoying. And then um, it's not very, like, customizable. Like, you can only do singles matches or tag team matches. Like, okay, there's no so, triple threats, fatal four ways. Yeah. It definitely seems like this is kind of like a beta idea. Like, a, they're feeling out, like, the issues with it. And they're kind of keeping it somewhat bare bones. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I get, too. It is a lot of fun. I played yeah. it a little bit. Uh it is definitely fun. Um, you can choose to play the matches, simulate the matches, uh, watch the match. Um, but the, the, the GM mode is kind of interesting. Um, 
the universe mode, another big mode they have that's not really touched at all. Uh, I, I, I didn't play too much of it, but from what I hear, they didn't do much with that. The other cool thing they did add, though, is so... Um, you know, like when you used to make a custom superstar, uh, there would be this like weird, like silly, like you can tell it's not a real picture of that, like that superstar. Yeah. Um, they now added to where you can use like a render, like I, you can go on, you can download the render uh-huh. and you can use an actual picture of the guy. Oh. So like okay. if you like create like a wrestler who's not in the game, you can have a picture yeah. that's actually them now. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool, but uh, I'm kind of curious uh, of how this, um, you know, how, how they, how it, how it ev- revolutionizes, I should say. Um, you know, the, yeah. the next steps, like you said, I do believe this is very early in the stages of this. You know, comp- the 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 presentation of this. I'm curious to see how it translates. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah. intern Joe, are you ready for the riddle? Am I ready for the riddle? Yeah, I'm definitely ready for the riddle. Are you guys ready for the riddle? God, did you take notes? Take notes? No, the only note I'm seeing is what the riddle okay. is. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's give us the okay, riddle. Okay, so the riddle is: it can be cruel, poetic, or blind, but when it's denied, it's violence you may find. I want to say love, but the violence part kind of makes me worry giving that answer. <laughs> <laughs> it is love. Okay. It's love. Is it love? No, it's not love. I'll give you guys one more guess. Um, poetic and blind, but when it's denied, it's violence made. Um, life. Justice. Life. Yeah. Wait, what did uh, so Vinny? You said life. Pat said justice. Okay, Pat's right. Ah, oh, hey, 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 we'll give Pat Please. a round of applause here. Please, this is, uh, this, this is the big <laughs> 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 That might have been this the best. Is, this is, um, th- so this is one of the, the riddles used in the movie, and I, I just think it's so great. Like, that, uh, there's a few other good riddles in the Batman movie, but, like, this one's the best, in my opinion. No, I like that. Um... But now to wrap up the show after Joe's uh, very good riddle. Um, what we're gonna there do? There may be more. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to them. Um, <laughs> I'll take notes next time. <laughs> Definitely. As okay. I said, we want to make sure you get in the Facebook group, Water Cooler Entertainment Podcast Discussion Group, um, because what we're gonna do this week is we're gonna post a um, best of. Um, and, and what we're going to do, we've done this before, we're going to change up our formatting a little bit. Um, we're going to discuss uh, amongst ourselves some top of the, some of the uh, best options, and then we're going to have you guys vote on it in that group, and we're going to discuss how that went. Um, this, this week around, I think we're going to do, uh, we're going to do something with comedy movies, um, something easy yep. fun. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, you can never go wrong with a comedy movie. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But other than that, as usual, guys, it has been a lot of fun. I cannot wait to get back into this again next week. Hopefully next week it's a little earlier. I hate doing these so late because this is uh, Sunday end of daytime. But other than that, guys, it's been yeah. fun. Uh, intern Joe, Pat, and myself will be back with you guys next week. See you all later, folks.